Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello. Oh, you're exactly right, Joe. We work for the man upstairs as you do. You're setting me up quite well. You just gave me an alley-oop. The greatest revolutionary act you can commit right now is to open your mouth and speak the truth. Whether you're an academic or you're a regular guy, we have to be fearless. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to The Front Line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, as always, joined by Joe Racinello. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith to the New York City metropolitan area. As always, you know what I'm going to say. Please download the app and share it with your friends so that we you so that you could have access to all of our station's content. And hey, if you like what Joe and I do, you could find us primarily at the front line with Joe and Joe on YouTube. We started our Twitter page, so it's at with Joe and Joe, at with Joe and Joe on Twitter, and you can follow us there if you like. And today we are very uh, pleased and honored to be joined by Josh McCaig, and he is the co-founder of the Catholic Healthcare Leadership Alliance. Joe, I have a feeling we're going into the breach. Oh, I'm just going to be a nutty one. I'm just saying, okay? Um, and that's what we're going to be talking about, the Catholic Healthcare Leadership Alliance. Some of you out there at the Veritas Catholic Network know who Josh is. Having said that, uh, a brief bio, Josh McCaig is the founder and inaugural president of the Catholic Bar Association. He's a lawyer, and his legal practice focuses on the areas of healthcare and intellectual property, and he serves as outside general counsel, counsel for various organizations and religious entities. Entities. Josh is a recipient of the St. Thomas More Award from the Catholic Lawyers Guild of Kansas City and the Alumni Citizenship Award from Franciscan University in Steubenville. He is the first recipient of the Alumni Lifetime Achievement Award from Ave Maria School of Law. Uh, Josh is a graduate of Franciscan University of Steubenville, Ithaca College, and Ave Maria School of Law. Josh McCaig, welcome to the front line with Joe and Joe, brother. Thanks. It's great to be here. All right, and we're glad to have you. With that, I'm going to hand it over to Joe Racinello. Josh, we always start with a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, never was it known that anyone who sought your help or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly into you, a virgin of virgins, our mother. To you we come, before you we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O mother of the word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in your clemency, hear and answer us. Amen. Holy Spirit, amen. Just a couple comments before we get into the meat and potatoes of the conversation. First and foremost, you went to Steubenville. I can't tell you, we talked to a lot of people, and I'll be honest with you, I'm so impressed with the alumni of Steubenville. I had to say it, because I went to a Catholic school, so did Joe. A lot of people... Um, Sadly, go to Catholic school. They forget about everything that they were supposed to know, and then they just go out and make money. Here you are. You're a lawyer. You're doing good. I wanted to throw that out to you. My, I tip my hat to you. I really do, because a lot of people don't roll like that. And Steubenville, plug for the school. Huge. I, I, honestly, I'm I, I'm always edified by the guests that go there. They impress me. I just wanted to throw that out there. Secondly, you're from Kansas City. You're originally from New York, which means you know barbecue ribs, Josh. Gates ribs. I wanted to throw that at you. I'm very familiar with them, and they are good. Oh, that's good. That's great. <laughs> just wanted to say. 
Well, if you're throwing out Gates, then you definitely have been here. So that's that's a absolutely that very good stuff. So let's get into it. Um, for those who may not know, um, basically, uh, we're going to be talking about the Catholic Healthcare Leadership Alliance. What is it, Josh? And why was there a need to form this organization? Yeah. So, so again, thanks, guys. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. It is, it is really um, an honor, and it's an honor for me to be able to get out and and spread the word about what we're doing with the Catholic Healthcare Leadership Alliance. I will go backwards a little bit because I also want to just uh, reflect a minute on on your comments on Steubenville. Um, you know, it, it, Steubenville. You know, it it is a it's, it's just a wonderful place um and I, I still am very connected with with the university i'm on one of the advisory boards for their new leadership institute um what what Steubenville really brings is a spirituality that i i would argue is unrivaled in in most schools and it really lays the foundation for the holy spirit to enter into um your your life um so that you can be open to it and and answer the call when God puts it in in there. Um, so it really provides people an opportunity to truly know what discernment is. And that's really carried over through into everything that I've done, whether it's starting the Catholic Bar Association, seeing kind of a need within the legal community for there to be a voice for, for Catholic lawyers nationally and internationally, and also in helping to create this health, Catholic Healthcare Leadership Alliance. Um, I'll call it CHCLA just for short, just so we don't have to say that long name, which is mm -hmm. very long. Uh, so the CHCLA um, started, the, the concept of it started, you know, many, many years ago. Um, and I'll, I'll briefly just tell your audience what it is, and then we can get into more detail about the history. <laughs> the, the CHCLA was created um, to be a voice for Catholic healthcare in the country. Um, so five organizations initially came together. You have the Catholic Medical Association, and these are organizations I'm sure a number of your, your listeners and viewers are, are familiar with. Um, the Catholic Medical Association, the Catholic Bar Association, the National Catholic Bioethics Center, Christ Medicus Foundation, and the Catholic Benefits Association. So very reputable organizations within the church came together to create this organization that's really devoted to not just ensuring that Catholic healthcare survives, which is which is questionable right now in this country, but that it, that it actually thrives. That 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 the the you know Christ healing ministry and the purpose behind it, uh, which is to for the salvation of souls at the end of the day, actually actually thrives in America. Um, so I'm, I'm going to stop right there with that for now, and then we can kind of fill in the gaps. But that, that's in general what the, what the Catholic Healthcare Leadership Alliance is. You know, I want to just mention, Josh, because uh, obviously if you're talking about Catholic hospitals and Catholic health care, you know, we're moving forward in a very dangerous time. I don't use that word lightly. I, I think you would agree. This is, this is a very uncertain and dangerous time if you're Catholic, particularly if you're providing Catholic health care. I— when I when Joe sent me the information a while ago that we were going to be doing an interview with you, it made me feel a little relieved because I'll be honest with you, in the current, call it spiritual battle, culture war, whatever you want to call it in America, yeah, I want to know that I could pick up the phone and call a lawyer. Let's say I let's say I got I'm just giving you an example, Josh. Let's say I get fired from my job for something having to do with my Catholic faith, which is not unheard of. People are getting canceled all the time. What you're doing, you're 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 to me it's encouraging. It, to know that somebody has my back in the legal area. Again, I can open my mouth at the front line with Joe and Joe all I want, but if I have no legal recourse, 
uh, then basically, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I wouldn't know where to go. So I feel very encouraged by that. And yeah, Catholic, Catholic healthcare. I mean, people forget that, that that hospitals were given to Western civilization by the Catholic Church. That's one thing I'd like to remind all the enemies of the Church of. Okay, they wouldn't, they didn't even know what hospitals were um, when the Church created the the idea of the hospital. The core principles of CACLA are 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 education, advocacy, evangelization, and mutual support. Could you describe uh, d- describe the activities and services that fall into these areas, Josh? Yeah. So when when we when we came up with the concept or you know for for this organization and we and we really believe that that this this is a holy that this whole thing was guided by the by the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, all the way back in 2017, I was um, representing the Catholic Bar Association at the Convocation of Catholic Leaders, which took place in I think it was in July 2017, which was a actually it was a, it was a wonderful event. Um, I, I, I was a guest panelist on a, on a policy, uh, Catholic policy and healthcare uh, panel. Um, but I, I was able to meet a number of individuals from different organizations. And that's where I met Dr. Stephen White with the Catholic Medical Association for the first time. And even then, this, the seeds for, look, there's a, there's a serious issue in Catholic healthcare um, and in healthcare in general, the, in regards to the persecutions that are coming, we, we had no idea that it was going to happen so fast, um, even since 2017, but, but the, the seeds were, were planted even then for this, this collaboration, um, that needed to be built in order to address what was, what was coming. Um, so the subsequent meetings took place, you know, again, a lot of prayer, a lot of discernment, bringing our other organizations into the, into the mix, um, to the point where we, we were able to lay the foundation and launch our, this organization at the March for Life this year, which we felt was 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 important to make sure that you know the the, the values of life were 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 in in you know embedded in what we're doing and and and, and launching at the march was was what we felt called to do. Um, the as far as the core principles of the organization. Um, it, it's all built around evangelization, right? Whether we're doing um, education, advocacy, or building this community, this network, um, it's all about evangelization. It's all about bringing people into a relationship with Christ through healthcare, um, and giving and making sure that healthcare providers continue to have an opportunity. Catholic healthcare provider professionals have an opportunity to to witness to the faith through their profession and the respect and dignity of the human person that our church brings to, to, to healthcare. So we've, we've focused um, initially on three initiatives. All right. So the first initiative is the symposium for the advancement of, of Catholic healthcare. This is a three-year initiative that launched um, just last month with our first, first event in DC. And what we're doing is we're breaking down the foundation of, 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 of healthcare um, from everything from, you know, bioethical issues, um, religious freedom, you know, what a, what a Catholic hospital or clinic should look like from an architectural or sacred art perspective. Um, you know, we're going to go into what does it mean? Um, what, what does, um, redemptive suffering mean? Um, so this is a very broad initiative, bringing in bishops, bringing in religious who have worked in hospitals, administrators, um, experts in, in theology, medicine, law. 
and and and, and tackling all of these issues um, over the next three years. And at the end of this, th those three years put together a, a compendium of these talks, publications, interviews, papers, um, so that this can can be a foundation for people to look back on. Um, because we we need something that can take what we have as in, in for purposes of traditional Catholic healthcare and in, in our history, but but create something with that's forward looking. We I think we we as a church we spend so much time on the defense, looking backwards, just trying to address things as they as they come. We need we need more forward looking um, uh, a, a approach so that we can actually plan and implement and, and, and move in a direction that, that will make things um, sustainable. So that's that's the first initiative. The second is it falls under our advocacy front, which is the Institute, uh, CHCLA Institute for Public Policy and Advocacy. So that's going to launch launch soon. We're in the we're, we're building those relationships, building the, the coalition. That organization will will actually put together a, a Catholic health care policy um statement um that that we we hope will be a guiding um a, you know a guideline for for catholic health care moving forward uh in in wrapped up in that we were and we're already involved in building coalitions dealing with things like um hhs 1557 that's come out the biden administration's attempt to use mtala to force healthcare providers to perform abortions after the dobbs opinion um various religious um, conscience rights, religious freedom and conscience rights issues that are happening nationally. So we're already we're already getting in, you know, in the mix with that um, and conducting meetings on the Hill, et cetera. So that that'll all be under the, the um, Public Policy Institute. And one thing I, I do want to point out is I think we've all appreciated in light of Dobbs that, you know, um, in, in terms of advocacy, we've we've moved from from a federal approach to what now needs to be a 50 state approach and that's that's complicated and that is going to take a large amount of collaboration and chcla chcla really sees itself as a hub through which a lot of different organizations a lot of leaders can come together collaborate strategize and then um, build upon that so that we can actually effectively implement strategies um, across the country so that's number two and then the third is the CACLA Center for the Support of the Catholic Healing Ministry. And this is really the community part of CHCLA, where all of the members who sign up, everybody from your individual doctors and nurses or therapists, all the way to you know larger health systems can come together. We'll, we have webinars, um, we'll have job boards where we can take students from Catholic, you know, Catholic nurses who wanna really work in a a, a, a solid Catholic health system that we can connect them together so that, the, the, you know, these organ these hospitals and clinics can really have um, well-formed um, medical staff um, to help them um, keep their cap Catholic identity strong. Um, so so th th there will be a lot going on through this center, a lot of relationships that are able to be built, networking. Um, so we're, we're really excited about these these three initiatives, but but all of them again are focused on evangelization about bringing the faith not just to the providers, but forming them and helping them take Christ's mission through the through His healing ministry to others. 
Josh McCaig is joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, Joe Rosanello, way in the breach. We're discussing the Catholic Healthcare Leadership Alliance. For everybody out there, this is an important topic. We're going to get into it. Uh, Josh mentioned the Biden administration, mentioned uh, the, the HHS. I forgot which rule it is, Josh, but we'll get into it. Um, you know, these are things that we need to be concerned about, especially when you talk about conscience rights. Like, I never heard anything so ridiculous is that you're going to force doctors and nurses to perform abortions and again we'll get into it but this is a fantastic and important conversation joe Rosanello. josh you said two things i just want to circle back to one you said the persecution is coming and it is people have to wake up like joe and i have been ringing this bell people probably think we're just crazy people no well we are well we are <laughs> but but at the same time what we're saying is true like it's it's they're not at the gate they, they've breached the wall they're burning down the house look at the legislation that's being passed the marriage act that just was passed we're going to talk about conscience rights which is hhs rule 1557 that are basically being threatened they are attacking you you see this is the thing josh i pull my hair out of my head and believe me my hair is falling out i we do nothing. You said another thing I want to circle back to. We have to be forward thinking. We're always on the defensive. Well, guys, they're coming for you. If someone breaks in your house, you don't make them tea at the table. Someone breaks in your house at three o'clock in the morning. You don't say, oh, let's have some tea. They want to kill you. They're trying to bulldoze us. We do nothing, Josh. I swear. I sit there and I just... I, I, I don't understand. Well, it. Joe, that's why I said I was real quick. That's why I said I was encouraged by this conversation and what Josh and, and CHCLA is doing, because I agree with you, Joe. This is the response. So you and again, I agree with you. A lot of times we throw our hands up. Who's doing something about it? Josh McCaig is. All right. And CHCLA, they're doing something about it. They're, they're, they're fighting the fight. And like you said, going on the offensive. But go ahead, Joe. I just wanted to throw that no, out. But let's talk about HHS 1557. Let's blow it out because a lot of people um, probably don't know about it. Um, and then I think the conversation could kind of stem from there. Yeah. And and I will say, I mean, you're you're lucky enough to have hair to, to fall out. You know, you have a <laughs> iron. It's completely Joe, different, completely different situation. Joe, uh, you mentioned the word you shouldn't mention with two no, bull flies. It's all it's going, dude. It's going. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I could, though, just just one thing I want to I want to follow up on what you said, Joe. You know, you, when th this type of persecution, and I just want to touch on this for one for a second. I, th I think I think there's a there's a mentality among Catholics that you know when we think of persecution, we we automatically go to the martyrs that that there's going to be blood in the street, um, that we're we're you know there's the chance of us losing our life. You know, we're we tr we're dealing with a different type of persecution right now. You know, we're, we're dealing with a persecution where you could lose your job. Um, you could lose your ability um, to speak freely. Um, you know, these are these are rights that, you know, we as Americans have always valued. Um, they're, they're rights that the, the church has always valued. Um, but but the we're you know, so so when we talk about persecution, I, I guess what I want to stress is that when when we look at and we're going to look at 1557 and we're going to look at some, you know, I want to bring up a couple other things, even that relate into the legal field. But we're, we're dealing with situations where laws and rules and regulations are being implemented that could result in you losing your job, 
for for speaking uh, your faith. Um, that they could you could lose your medical license, you could lose your bar license, you could lose um, you could be fired at work. Um, and while that doesn't it's it's why it may not seem like martyrdom, it it's still be it's still a form of persecution, and it's still uh, you know something that is real and can happen to you unless unless we do what Joe was saying, unless we actually stop remaining silent and actually speak up. And, uh, and that's something I want to get into at some point in time today during this conversation. Please, so we can absolutely. Kind of, we, can, we can get into, talk about some of the 1557 and go where you guys want now. Yeah, yeah, Josh, that's, yeah, exactly. Let's let's start with 1557. Um, and, and keep in mind how massive this is for our audience. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Josh McCaig joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people don't know, one out of six hospitals in America are Catholic. That is a huge huge number so so this is not like some isolated thing that we don't have to worry about this is major but go ahead let's let's get into it uh 1557 what's it all about and how's this how's this going to impact uh catholic medical professionals and those very hospitals yeah so so rule 1557 was created by the department of health and human services arising out of obamacare and it specifically focuses on discrimination within the context of providing health care services okay so what they're attempting to do now is expand the definition of sex under this rule, right? Um, so discrimination on, on sex, on the basis of sex within um, providing healthcare is expanded to include under this proposed rule, sexual orientation and gender identity, as well as um, pregnancy or related con conditions such as, such as pregnancy termination, okay? So what this does is, is it now puts healthcare providers in a situation whereby, let's say you have a, a minor that comes in who is asking for hormone therapy because they would like to begin the gender transition um, and wants that as a treatment option. If you're a healthcare provider and you refuse that, that, that could be deemed as discrimination and you could be subject to violating this rule. Um, the language and i want to the specific and, and, and this has huge implications when it comes to conscience rights protections of, of health care providers you know if, if any any time we're we're taking something like this and and it essentially is being forced upon health care providers and, and uh, those of of you know had that have a, a faith you know background basis uh, have have sincerely held religious beliefs um catholic christian or otherwise um who do not share these views and actually not just from a religious standpoint, but also from a scientific medical standpoint that, that, that this is wrong or unethical in certain circumstances, if not all circumstances, then, um, you know, they, 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 they remove that. Um, they take that off the table, um, any sort of objection. And the language specifically states a provider's view that no gender transition or other gender affirming care can ever be beneficial for such individuals is not a sufficient basis for a judgment that a health service is not clinically appropriate. So they completely take off, take, take off the table um, religious exemptions. Now they've argued that there are religious exemptions within um, with, within their proposed rule, but even as the, the the USCCB even came out with a statement um, saying. And I'll again quote, assurances that HHS will honor religious freedom laws offer little comfort when HHS is actively fighting 
court rulings that declared HHS violated religious freedom laws the last time they tried to impose such a mandate. And that's referring to the Franciscan Alliance um, case. So, yeah, so the reality is, you know, they're, they're pushing this forward. Now, whether or not, you know, and I have little doubt that it will, that it will, that it will pass or that it'll be promulgated uh, and it become a rule. The question is, you know, will they enforce it? You know, it's one thing for them to actually put this on the books. The, the you know, are, will they actually attempt to enforce this? And, you know, that would require somebody going to a to a let's say a Catholic healthcare provider, the Catholic healthcare provider saying, you know, I'm, I don't feel comfortable doing that based on my faith, um, so I'm I'm not going to do that treatment. Them making a complaint. The patient, you know, the, the individual making a complaint with HHS, and then HHS coming after, after the the provider. So, you know, that's 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 HHS Rule fifteen fifty seven in a very basic nutshell. But it it is a real true threat, not just to individual healthcare providers, but I mean, if this is implemented and they actually go after this, this could um, significantly impact Catholic hospitals, Catholic clinics. Um, by by forcing them to to and, and if and if they stay true to the faith and they're they're not willing to do it, they they, they could be forced to shut down. Josh McCaig, let me let me ask you this. Uh, you're a lawyer, um, so the question that comes into my head, okay? They fight. Somebody has a uh, has has a beef, right? Um, so somebody has a beef with a Catholic hospital that won't perform an abortion. They fight. They file a lawsuit against them, okay? Or gender quote unquote gender affirming surgery, all right? They file a lawsuit against that hospital. Obviously, that hospital is going to defend itself in court. What are you, and I, I know this is a question that you, you that is very difficult to answer, but what is your opinion of go ahead, file a lawsuit because you because that that's something that the Supreme Court must hear. Uh, and I'm sure I, I mean, we've seen this with the Little Sisters of the Poor and other, I guess you would say similar or related cases. It's not going to fly. It's not going to fly. I mean, I know the federal government keeps coming down on the Catholic Church. And again, we've seen that with the Little Sisters of the Poor. But nonetheless, go ahead, file your lawsuit, because this Supreme Court and I will say even the libs on the court are not going to go for this. All right. And, I, and, and again, maybe we'll see about that. But I, I just don't think that court, the Supreme Court's going to strike that down and set a precedent that the federal government cannot do this under any rule and declare that rule unconstitutional. Is my analysis wrong? No, I, I don't think so. But I, you know, I think that's where that's where the administration is going to have to be strategic. It's one thing for them to put these rules into place. It's another for them to look globally and say, okay, if we actually enforce this and we have to go to court, you know, we're likely going to lose and it's going to set bad precedent for us. Everybody's concerned about precedent, you know, the ability, you know, what what the a ruling that's going to impact the issue far down the far down the line in every other case. So they're going to have to strategically um, take that into consideration. And, you know, that's where, you know, whether it's CHCLA or all other organizations are out there making a saying, look, this is wrong. This is unconstitutional. Um, it's not going to it's not going to hold up. Um, so like you're saying, go ahead um, and and we'll 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 be prepared to to fight and advocate against it. Um, but it but it takes those it takes those individuals who are willing to. You know, to go to the, the mat. 
You yeah. got to go to the mat. Buff it I mean, out. Yeah. I, I, I use it. I'll use it from my perspective. I'm in corporate America and I'll use the same sex marriage situation. My faith says that marriage is between a man and a woman. So does the faith of Orthodox Jews. So does the faith of Islam. If I differ in your opinion or your definition of marriage, this isn't my singular opinion. It's a pervasive belief across the world. In this country, there is at this point freedom of religion. You're basically saying that I can't be Catholic and work for your organization. So not only am I going to sue you, I want money and a lot of it. And I think that's how we beat these people, similar to what we saw with the young boy in D.C. who sued what, – what was his name, Joe? Uh, uh, the, Nick Salmon. Salmon. He sued the media outlets for like a quarter of a billion dollars a pop. And I think – and I say this on the show, Josh, all the time. There is no more like shame on you. They're not playing that game. Joe, hold that thought. Joe, hold that thought. We have to go to a break. So you're with us here. Josh McCaig is joining us for a great and important conversation. Uh, we're talking about the Catholic Healthcare Leadership Alliance at the front line with Joe and Joe on, on the Veritas Catholic Network. So, yeah, we have to go to a break. We have another segment. We're going to get more into this and get a little bit more, you know, drill down on this a little bit more so we can educate because that's one of the things that CHCLA does is educate. We can educate our audience um, and let you know what's going on out there. So stick around. Josh McCaig is sticking with us for another segment. Don't go anywhere. Catholic Radio works, and now we have it here in Connecticut and New York. It's been seen around the country that there's no better tool for evangelization. Where there's Catholic Radio, the folks who listen deepen their faith, families are strengthened, parishes and communities flourish. So let people know you're listening to Veritas, tell your friends to tune in, and let's make an impact here for Jesus and his church. This is Steve Lee for Veritas Catholic Network. Welcome back, everyone, to The Frontline with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello. Let's jump right back in with Josh McCaig. We are discussing CHCLA, the, the Catholic Healthcare Leadership Alliance. Good, Josh, I'd be interested. Joe ended the last segment. Joe, what was your comment again about, oh, yeah, about lawsuits? You know, was, uh, you know that's one of the things that Joe, the always, Joe always says on the show, money moves the dial. You start costing people money, you might you might have, a, have an effect on their behavior. Uh, so we'd love your comments on that before we go further. Yeah, I, I think the... I, I don't disagree with you in, in principle. I think the problem is when we're talking about going to the mat, in this case, we're going up against the government. Um, so that's 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 where, you know, organizations like Alliance Defending Freedom, Beckett, Thomas More Society, um, who are who are going to the mat on all of these issues for so many different people. You know, that's that's where supporting them is is really in, in the work that they're doing is so important. Um because it's, yeah, I mean, we can, you know, we're, we're, we're always the ones that are, are getting attacked on this. And, and, you know, if these lawsuits are, and that's the thing, I mean, if, if, if HHS and the government decide to file the lawsuits against individual providers, you know, like they did with the, the Baker and the, you know, in Colorado, you know, I mean, it, it, that, that costs, that, that costs them money, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and having, you know, that's why supporting the organizations that are actually out there representing those individuals um it, it doesn't come cheap you know um so if you want to put your money where your mouth is it's it's supporting supporting those guys 
Josh, I want to hand I, it over I, to I, Joe, but real, Joe, I'm going to hand it over to you, but real quick, I think that's a very important thing to impart to our audience at Veritas. We need to support, we always talk about supporting Catholic organizations, Catholic publishers, because we interview a lot of authors. We need to support our Catholic legal professionals, because like you said, if the government comes in, they will drive you to the poorhouse. And you won't be able to do anything about it because lawyers cost money. We should put some of these organizations on our monthly donation list. Send them 10 bucks, send them 20 bucks, send them 50 bucks. Send, like Chris Ferrara, I believe is the St. Thomas More Society. I listen to him a lot. Support them because you might have to pick up that phone one day and you're going to need an attorney. Joe Rosanello, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, it's okay. But Josh, then we're not America anymore. You see, and this is where I'll be honest with you the bishop's voice, like, this isn't like congeniality. Let's talk. They're coming for your throat. Like, like I, again, I'm going to hearken back to that. They're coming for the throat of your people. If so, I have five kids. If you come for the throat of my kids, you're going to have a problem. Like, 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 I don't get it. Like at the end of the day, you talk about supporting. What what are we doing as a church outside of your organization? What where's the voice? Like you're basically saying I can't be Catholic in the public square and be a doctor. I can't work for a corporation and believe that marriage is between a man and a woman, which is a part of my faith. It's a pervasive idea for centuries. You're saying I can't do that. I can't be employed. It's not America. Start saying it. As in, not me, crazy Joe Resnell talking in his basement in New Jersey on the radio. How about Cardinal Dolan? How about Cardinal Tobin? How about Archbishop Gomez? Where is the voice? Instead, I don't hear boo. Instead, it's annoying. And, and I'll be honest with you. I'm not bashing them. I'm disappointed. Because you guys have a place over your head. I'm out in the field. I'm working. I got to educate five kids, which means I got to work. And 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 I'm putting my voice on the line. Okay? Where's where's your voice? Where is it? And and it's annoying. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm I'm going to say it just like it is. It's annoying, and to be honest with you, I'll even dare say you're not fulfilling your vocation. That's my two cents because I'm at risk. I'm a Catholic man. I'm a father. You tell me that I'm supposed to be open to life, and I am. Well, do your part. Start fighting because they're fighting you. Josh, love your comments on that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I can truly appreciate your frustration there. Um, I will just say, from from my experience, and I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of a lot of bishops. You know, on on CACLA, we're we're blessed to have we have eleven bishops, eight eight archbishops, and a cardinal. Um, who are just on our Episcopal Advisory Board. And um, to be quite honest, I mean, they were they were thrilled and relieved that a group of, of lay leaders would come together and create this organization to help support them. Um, I, 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 you know, they, they can't they can't do everything. Um, but I will I mean, I'll, I'll say, you know, Archbishop Joseph Nauman in Kansas, I mean, has been a just a, a strong rock um, for the for the pro-life movement. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Archbishop Laurie and even you know, and, and Cardinal Dolan have, have have made strong statements in regards to the religious freedom issues that have that have happened of late. Um, so I, you know, my I I think there's a, you know, I, I think there's there's duties on the part of everyone within the church, okay, and 
you know, I think there's there there can be this feeling that, you know, well, the priests and the bishops need to do everything. They need to take care of this. And there comes a point in time where the laity actually have to come in and say, you know what, if if we want to get something done, then we need to take a leadership role to do it. And that has been, and that's that's a driving force behind CHCLA. We know we know that part of the mission for us is to support the church. And the church means the bishop, the church means the people of God. And we're using the the skills, the talents, the the that God has given us, um, as well as the guidance from the Holy Spirit that that He has given us to 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 help lead this uh, initiative to have the hopefully the wisdom and the voice that is needed in this time. You know, I I truly believe that there are there that that, that God's calling a lot of people in a lot of different areas to that. Um, the question is, are 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 you are you hearing it? Um, are you are you are you listening to that and hearing it in your prayer and and able to 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 discern what God's calling you to do because it, it's bigger than just the bishops. Uh, this this is all of us coming together and 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 being loud and being a voice. Um, in particular, when it comes to healthcare, I mean we we all have to. You can't just sit back and and say, well, somebody else is going to do it. You know that's not that's not how how life works. You can't sit there and say somebody else is going to take care of it. It's not my problem. Um, you guys are from New York. You know that doesn't fly. No, that doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know, and, it, and it's, it's you want you want to get it done. You got to you got to go out and do it. I mean, and I I can appreciate the argument of, of saying, look, I don't have time. I've got, you know, I've got my job. I've got all the. I've got. But you know what? You know, there's it, it's it's. Do, do you want to have these freedoms? Do you want to have your faith, or or don't you? And if you don't, then sit back and and just you know, sit back and do nothing. I want to circle back to that because there was a time um, where, it, you know, there was a Hollywood code where basically this is back in a day, probably in the 50s and the 40s, where the bishops basically said to Hollywood in no uncertain terms, if you put out certain movies, we're going to tell our people to not go. And they didn't. You see, that's leverage. I work in business. People don't understand anymore it's particularly in the environment that we're living in america like shame on you that's wrong whatever sit down we're past that what people understand is leverage this is how you work it you basically march into that office and you basically say i have people who i'm going to tell point blank that they cannot vote for you and i'm not being political it's based upon an issue that violates the tenets of our faith like killing children in the ninth month like transitioning a child and i'm going to tell them point blank that they cannot do it what are you going to do about it sir joe i want to segue from that i want to bring up something that that i want to speak to because josh brings up a good point we was talking about well okay okay what are what are, let's say, we as as lay Catholics going to do? Let me take it one step further. The church obviously has a principle of subsidiarity, all right? Um, we think it's a good thing, okay, that a lot of problems are dealt with on more of a local level. Um, so, and that's where we come in. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, let's say you want to deal with certain things on a local level, then we have to be proactive and we have to get out there. We have to make our voices heard. We have to, you know, form groups like you did with CHCLA with others to affect a certain outcome. So where, where does subsidiarity 
come into this, Josh, if it does at all, like, in other words, you know, working on a local level to have local impact, which will then obviously expand from there uh, to, to, you know, to, to, to a larger area. Yeah. I, I think, I think it, it plays in a, in a, in a couple ways. Um, if, if, if we're just talking about healthcare, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's at the local level, holding your Catholic hospitals accountable, um, holding, you know, working to try to support um, your your Catholic clinics, your Catholic um, healthcare professionals. Um, obviously, if 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 you create a, a community that welcomes them and supports them, they'll want to stay. If you don't, they're going to leave. I mean, that's 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 just the reality. I mean, there's there's a lot of Catholic healthcare professionals that that want to actually practice in accordance with their faith, and but they need an environment to do it. I know a number of individuals now who are kind of creating their own little um, I'll call it concierge, but you know, it's kind of a concierge family practice where, where they're just, you know, for a monthly, a monthly fee, you, you, you get their, their family care practice services. It's completely Catholic, you know, I mean, no insurance, but it, it so, so things like that, grassroots, things like that are, are, are rising up. So on the local level, those are things you can do. Getting involved, obviously in local politics to make sure that there's a pulse on what's happening at the, the state level. Um, for for um, healthcare issues, but I think if, if if we want to talk even more globally in terms of what it means at the local level, we have a we have a I'll call it a, a cultural dilemma right now where when when Joe talks about you know having leverage, you know the the, the church is 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 you know at a, at a point in history where it's gone through a lot of challenges and it's not necessarily perceived like it used to be um, in, in general, it's, it's being attacked. It's, it's, you know, even, even the good, the good within it is, is being over overshadowed by, by a lot of the, the bad that has come out. Um, so we need, when we talk about it at the local level, it's, you know, we as the laity need to be the face of Christ and actually be the, the, the mess, the, the, the vehicles by which others, come to see and have a relationship with Jesus. You know, we, we, we spend so much time, um, you know, focused on all the negatives and just trying to, to, to fight, fight, fight. When we, when we also have to continue to remember that, you know, we also, we need to evangelize and what an evangelization is what's going to bring people back to the faith through the relationships they develop with, with each and every one of us and the relationship that flows out of that with, with Jesus Christ. And at the local level, if we're not, doing that if we're not actively evangelizing then we're then we're losing at both ends um you know that we, we're not able to all all the all that the people that are you know my everyone in my local network their perceptions of the catholic faith are, are from all the way up and everything that the news is is putting out about it what am i doing to help them come into a relationship with the church in christ at my level Josh McCaig is joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Rosanello were way in the breach of talking about the health Catholic Healthcare Leadership Alliance. I'm going to hand it over to Joe. I will say this. I think that, you know, one of the themes on this show, Josh, is that we try to say, you know, yes, we all, Joe and I are big mouth Italians. So we believe in opening our mouths and trying to use ideas and persuasion for people to think about the Catholic Church. But people need both on an individual level. Um, as far as we as Catholics, uh, how we live our lives, and on an organizational level, whether it's a Catholic business, whether we're talking about Catholic hospitals, we have to 
we have to uh, um, take back our identity so that when those who are not Catholic look at, let's say, whether it be a business, whether it be a hospital, whether it be an individual, to say, that's Catholic. I, I recognize that. And perhaps they would say, you know, I, I want that. And, and, you know, I see that as a great way to evangelize. I mean, you, a Catholic hospital that follows the principles that you're talking about, Josh, is 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 unmistakably Catholic to to the outside world. Yeah. Um, so it's really a lot. Of, go ahead, Josh. I was just saying, like you said, I mean, one in six hospitals are Catholic. You know, one in six encounters is through a Catholic system. So I mean, they're, they're really even when you think about you know when the when the 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 attendance et cetera at the parishes are declining. I mean, the the Catholic hospital systems in the Catholic healthcare right now is probably one of the 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 most significant means of evangelization that that we have in this country. And if and if we're not effectively using that to show who we are as Catholics and what our faith is and provide an opportunity to witness our faith and experience Jesus Christ through his healing ministry, that's a that's a problem. Um, and I, th I really think that's why one of the reasons why that Catholic healthcare is being attacked, you know, is, is just just being attacked the way it is, is because there there is something there that there is there is good in that. Um, there is, you know, seeing Christ and his healing ministry in action and being a witness to that is is something positive and draws people to the faith. And, Absolutely. And and that's not something that the, the culture wants. Absolutely. Joe Resinello. Josh, and I agree with you. Evangelization is key. We have to recatechize our people. I'll just look at some things that Catholic hospitals do not do. They don't do sterilization. Again, I have five children. My wife had five C-sections. After probably the second kid, every single time we went into the operating room, we were asked, do you want to get your tubes tied? The answer is no. Why? Because we're Catholic. We're Catholic. Do people even know why? That that is the case. People don't even I, like. I'm being honest. In vitro fertilization, how many Catholics know that that's not permitted, and why? Because eggs are destroyed. You're destroying life. It, it can't be done. People don't know, and frankly, a lot of people simply don't care. How do I? How can I make such a statement? Because we vote. We vote. What we just voted for as a country is appalling. I'm going to say it. We are supporting people that kill children in the third trimester. We voted for that, America. We voted for that. A lot of Catholics voted for it. Why isn't that said from the pulpit? You can't do that. That's not being political. That's being Catholic. We are allowing people to bulldoze us, Josh. We simply are. I'm calling it the way, right way to the right way because I'm in the front line. I got kids. My kids are under eight. I have five kids under eight. I got a long way to go. I got to educate these kids. Is my bishop going to pay for their college education? No, absolutely not. Is my parish priest going to pay for their college education? No. If I lose my job, are they going to pay for my bills? No, absolutely not. Well, guess what? We vote for this. We're not fully catechized. We don't know what we're voting for. And frankly, I don't hear it. Like, and I agree. That begins in the home. I don't think people, to be honest with you, are putting the necessary time and effort into catechizing their children. And here we are, the mess 
that has happened. America, I don't even recognize this country anymore. And 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 here's the, the tie-in. We're going to have a national health care system soon. It's happening. When that happens, I'm going to make this prediction. I'm interested in your position from a legal professional. They are going to put strings attached to that. Say you have a child in the womb that's going to require medical attention. It's going to cost a lot of money. Do you think that the health care benefits are going to pay for that? Maybe they're going to say you got to get an abortion because it's cheaper. Your your mother, who's 76 years old, who has some heart issues, costs a lot of money. The ins- the national insurance can say, no, we're not going to do that. We've already seen that in Europe with little children, Charlie Guard. This is what's coming. I'm not. Your comments no, no, on I was saying, yeah, like, only because, Joe, we, we, we have a time consideration. We want to get to a couple more things. Josh, your comments, please. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's obviously hard for me to predict the future, and I'm not going to pretend I, I know what is and isn't going to happen. Um, all I can say is that from from CHCLA's perspective, you know, we are we are taking a look at how health care is delivered. Um, we are go, we are we are looking at, you know, how. Um, how it should be delivered from the Catholic perspective, and we're going to be making recommendations and and policy based on that, um, the, the, and all of which will be consistent with the teachings of the of the Catholic Church. Um, th- those are, you know, it's it's, yeah. I mean, I mean, we're we're going to do what we can in terms of in terms of the of 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 what what actually what it actually looks like. Um, but to, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, if, if we get to where you're talking, Joe, then we've got bigger issues than, than we're talking about even right now. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that, I'm not saying that it couldn't happen. I'm just saying that's this, you know, what we're dealing with right now is, is really the government trying to remove the rights of, of healthcare providers to actually practice in accordance with their, their faith. And we need, we need to make sure that we stop that now. And that, that, that's, that's where energy needs to be devoted. You know, I, but I think that's Josh. appalling. Just that in and of itself is appalling. And every American should be appalled, whether you're religious or not. Like, like that is not an American idea. It simply isn't. And Josh, you know what frustrates me? No one cares. No one cares, including Catholics who vote. Like, the proof's in the pudding. Here we are. It's sickening. It really is. I, like, Josh, I, I want to ask you. I want to ask you a question. I just want to follow up. Um, yeah. Has all of this really? I, I mean, I know there was a push for this going back quite some time, but is this really just a, an extension of Obamacare? A lot of these things um, were part of that legislation, and kind of like I know Obamacare has gone through a lot with the courts and everything else. But did, did Obamacare basically lay the foundation for what your you and your organization and and others are fighting against right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I think that's a fair statement. I think Obamacare really brought to the forefront that you know, with the especially with the mandate issue, that the government could try to force um, healthcare providers globally um, to do something against their conscience, despite having all of these exceptions um, in place over the many years for religious exemptions in exemptions in place over the years. So it was really a a, a bold step on on their part to to. To impact um, faith-based healthcare professionals, and we're, we're so we're so we're still dealing with that. But it but it, it I think I think it put it it put it on everyone's radar to a greater extent 
Um, but it also is, and it, and with just the way that it's played out, um, they have also gotten more aggressive to come after um, Catholic healthcare professionals. So it, it, it is what it is now. And this is just the reality we're living in. And now we have to, we have to deal with it and fight it. Absolutely. Josh McCaig's joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. We're discussing the Catholic healthcare, uh, yeah, Catholic healthcare leadership Alliance. Uh, we have a few minutes left. Joe Resinello, what do you got? <clears throat> well, let's just talk about like the Catholic understanding of womb to tomb, you know, um, ultimately guys, I mean, we live in a society it's becoming increasingly secular. Like Josh, and I agree with you. We have to evangelize our culture. That begins with understanding that Jesus Christ is fully present in the Eucharist. 30, 31% of American Catholics, according to Pew, believe that. That, if I am at the bishop's conference, is the only thing I talk about until that's resolved. I'm talking about nothing else. Nothing else. <laughs> Until we understand that Jesus Christ is on the altar, we're not going to understand that a baby in the womb is viable and is in a human being. We're not. And we're not going to care. And this is what is happening. We've, we're like to get back, like, and, and again, this is the question how do we re evangelize the culture? We need saints. We do. We need saints, my opinion. We need to get back to basics because until we understand basic stuff, like as a Catholic, Jesus is on the altar. It's as real as I'm talking right now. He's there. When 69% of American Catholics don't believe that, why should they pay attention to this in all honesty? And that's what we have to talk about. We have to change that. Your thoughts in terms of re-evangelizing the culture. Yeah, I, th I think that's critical. I mean, I, I think, you know, even with when you when you bring up the Eucharist, you know, we have the the Eucharistic revival that's taking place right now, which I think is a a, a really great step um, that the that the bishops are putting forward. And I hope that I hope that that really does impact a lot of different people as, as there is a renewed focus on on, on the Eucharist. Um, I I uh, you know, we, we are all called to evangelize, period. You know, and if and if if you're if it's something that you're you feel uncomfortable with, you know, the Lord's going to work through you. You know, this is this is it's it's about just being open to the Lord, letting letting his spirit guide you. And you never know, you know, sometimes it's awkward. Sometimes it, 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 it you know, sometimes you say, you say things and you're like, well, that wasn't the Lord, you know, mm -hmm. happens to me all the time. I was going to say uh, happens to me all know, the time. You know, but, um, but it's just being open to it. And, and I think that's, that's important. And, but, you know, but it starts small. And I mean, I never, I never expected that, you know, just by, you know, <laughs> by virtue of what I've done in my life, that somehow I was going to be, you know, starting these organizations, I'm not the, you know, I'm, I'm not some great saint um, and I'm not going to pretend to be some great saint, you know, but, you know, the Lord has, has, has used me and I was, you know, able to say yes at a, for, to a couple particular things. And, and that's, that's how it works. Um, you don't need to be perfect. You don't need to be, you know, you don't always need to be able to say the great things, but, but the important thing is that you're just willing to say yes and go do it. Um, and I really, you know, I know we said it before at the beginning, but 
this is not the time to to sit around and do nothing. You know, we 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 as we as Catholics have to speak up, and we have to join together. You need to you need to find your your groups and collaborate and have a support system and be prepared to be persecuted. But you need to you need to speak up. And if you remain silent, um, we're going to lose. That's that's plain and simple. We're we're going to lose if if everybody just sits back and 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 doesn't say anything. The other side's trying to burn out. The, the the light of Catholic of the Catholic faith. They don't want they don't want to see it in anything. They don't want to see it in healthcare. They don't want to see it in law. They don't want to see it in business. Um, they want they want to burn that out. They want to make it this this kind of secular philosophy just permeate through everything and 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 the the faith the faith just completely extinguished. And that's yeah. that's what that's what's happening. It's going to continue to happen unless people start to start to be active and and speak out loud. Well, you're doing it, Josh McKay. Like you said, in your way and in all of our ways, we have to, you know, to say let us go into the breach is not just a catchphrase. You know, we have to go into the breach. That's that's where the fight is. Um, and you're doing it. Uh, Josh, where can our audience learn more about uh, all the things you're doing? We have a, like a minute and a half left. And any parting thoughts you might have for our audience? Yeah, our website's um, catholichealthalliance.org. So catholichealthalliance.org, you can sign up for our, we have a monthly newsletter. Anybody can sign up for that. Um, we have various um, levels of membership that, that are going to be rolling out um, starting in the, the beginning of this next year. So people can become members, um, anyone from large health systems to clinics to um, individual providers, uh, nurses, uh, therapists, also to supporters. We're having an opportunity. So, you know, anyone in your audience could be a supporter of, of what we're doing um, and sign up and participate in 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 our events. Um, you know, I guess I guess I would just my, my final thoughts would be, you know, one, thank you guys for for having me come on and have this opportunity. But, you know, Christ healing ministry is is more than than I think most of us think, you know, it's, it's we're, we're all we're all going to die. We're all going to you know, be standing before our Lord some days. We can't stop that. Medicine can't stop that. Health healthcare can't stop that. Um, but what Christ's healing ministry can do is give hope to those who are suffering. And, you know, it, it can give hope in terms of that there there is eternal life and and the Lord is the way to that. And that's what we're fighting for. We're fighting to give people an opportunity to experience that. So again, absolutely thanks, Josh McKay. Thank you so much, brother, for coming on the front line with Joe and Joe. You're welcome back here anytime, anytime. I'd love to come back. God Absolutely. And, yep, and thank you all out there for joining us at the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith to the New York City metropolitan area. Remember until the next time that our conversation is your conversation, and that conversation is going on everywhere. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>